Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Hello and welcome to Get Wisdom. This is Carl Mollison, founder of Get Wisdom. My co-host, Brian Kelly, hopefully will join us when he solves his connection issues he's struggling with at the moment. But together in a small band of compatriots, we're trying to save and heal humanity by bringing forth new divine wisdom to address the problems of the world that largely aren't being dealt with successfully. If you haven't noticed, there's a lot of difficulty, a lot of struggle, a lot of downtrodden people, a lot of misguided ideas, a lot of wasted motions, wasted energy, and destructive forces of all kinds. And this traces back to the reality that evil exists. Most people would say, well, of course it does, but there are many in a growing number who are being manipulated to believe that that's an illusion. It's all in our minds, and we just need to hold a positive thought, and everything will work well then. Well, I channel creator of all it is, and creator always gives me an earful about such ideas, that they're misguided. And this traces back to a falling out at the divine level from the lead archangel of existence in our galaxy, Lucifer. This is described in the Bible. There was a kind of war in heaven. Lucifer and his angelic court fell from grace, and this got the ball rolling. And it's a long story. We'll have some insight into how that happened along the way here. But Lucifer is still alive and well. He's still a fallen angel. He's in the dark level between us in the physical and heaven. But there's an interesting development from a group of intuitives, psychics, doing what's called remote viewing, using psychic ability to tune into distant targets of all kinds and perceive things intuitively and describe them. This was done first in the military as a way to gather intelligence about one's enemies, but it's been used for all kinds of purposes. And there's a group doing this. So we're gonna key off of their explorations, given the target, Lucifer. And they themselves didn't know this was who they were supposed to tune into. This is done blinded. And I can't give all those details. Uh, We don't have time to get into that. But it's kind of interesting because rather than having to go back 2000 years to the Bible, to refer you to Lucifer and his story. We've got people out there today who aren't necessarily religious. This is an independent psychic investigation and exploration of the issue of Lucifer, and they came up with information. So we're going to ask Creator through channeling, and these are the answers to questions posed by Brian that I've asked, and we'll start in with the first one. It gives you a little more of the background here of how the the source of the questions came about. The Farsight Institute recently did a large remote viewing project on Lucifer. 
The Farsight Institute is an organization doing publicly accessible remote viewing based on military developed protocols. An interesting point of distinction is their emphasis on recruiting young and diverse remote viewers. Knowing the influx of indigo children, it appears that most, if not all, of these young viewers, 20-somethings at most, are indeed profoundly intuitive. What is Creator's perspective on the Farsight Institute and its young, talented slate of remote viewers? This is what we channel from Creator. These are Creator's words. This is an example of human curiosity at work. The ability to see things psychically is what you do all the time. There are many with gifts allowing them to do what is termed remote viewing, the direct inspection of other locations at a distance intuitively, and picture them in the mind's eye. This is simply part of non-local consciousness and its capabilities, and when refined to a high degree, allows many to discern things of interest and potential value. This does not come without risks, however. Utilizing the young for this task is in keeping with the reality the mind peaks early and then wanes in certain functionality. Even with the gaining of wisdom, there may be a loss of acuity in other regards. The intuitive self can be robust well into advanced age because it is independent from the body in the first place, so is not subject to the degradations of the physical makeup of the brain. But still, the intuitive awarenesses must be perceived and processed through the brain in order to come into conscious thought. So there is a requisite level of cognitive development required for any intuitive undertaking to ultimately be translatable and make sense to the individual and to be explained to others meaningfully. The young are particularly open intuitively, and this customarily wanes through neglect, disinterest, lack of reinforcement from others in the environment who are influencers, such as parents and teachers. The older one gets, the more hidebound they're thinking oftentimes, and the less likely rather than the more likely they will be to adopt new perspectives and think outside the box, so to speak. So it is only logical that the young would represent a more likely source of potential remote viewers who innately can step into the role because they have not closed down those faculties. That youth does not correlate with wisdom in terms of progression. And the fact remains any intuitive outreach will be risky because it will always be noticed by the interlopers and they will move to follow up in some way or another. They might not intrude on the thoughts of the person in the moment, but will always note who they are and will revisit them to do manipulations and will look for opportunities to gain influence and begin to shape their thinking and corrupt them. So we see this as a well-meaning exercise, but done with great naivete and ignorance of the risks for all involved at all levels. And unfortunately, an enterprise such as this will be heavily targeted, not to stop, but to repurpose it to serve the interlopers. This will be an even greater risk for the participants because they will not they will have not only manipulation of their thinking, but negative karmic consequences from serving the darkness. What is needed simply to be effective in such a task without harm to the self or others is to maintain divine alignment and enlist the divine in setting up safety as your channel does with each outing intuitively. 
So the information these individuals might perceive is not necessarily inaccurate. The question is, to what extent are they truly open and reliable? And to what extent will they be manipulated in service to the cause of the extraterrestrial alliance? So a lot of mixed uh, information there in terms of palatability and sadness uh, on our part, having to deal with this kind of stuff at all. But we're talking about darkness. We're talking about evil here. Evil corrupts. That's what it does. It spreads and it works at that. And we included this especially because we're not giving an endorsement to the Farsight Institute, nor are we wanting to attack them. They're doing their thing, we're doing ours, and we're in effect kind of giving them a plug because they were doing something independently, totally, that touches on an area of interest to us, namely the character Lucifer. So that's as far as we're going here in terms of uh, wanting an association, just using what they have offered already, not in a collaboration, but just as information to share. All right, let's go to the next question here. We asked creator, one of the viewers saw Lucifer as a created being whose job was chaos to counter or offset ordered creation that was intended to create a balanced physical universe, but that he had rejected divine oversight and began to create chaos on his own. Can creator comment on this observation? Would an analogy be the difference between a controlled demolition contractor and a terrorist bomber? And creator answers the following. This general characterization of Lucifer is accurate, that first of all, he was a created being, as are all of you. He has a soul, as do you, and was granted eternal existence, as are you. The fact that he allowed his thinking to become corrupted and then began to operate out of divine alignment in service to his own ego was his downfall and that of many others who followed his example. Seeking something more for themselves and in achieving a temporary benefit, distanced themselves from the divine further and further and found it difficult to get back again. This has been a very long saga in developing this state of disconnection and dishevelment of Lucifer and his minions. They are at risk of perishing, and he is the proximal cause. So this well-known risk of power that absolute power corrupts absolutely has applied once again in the story of Lucifer. This need not be so, but if not guarded against, is a trap for the unwary. Even though your soul is immortal, if sufficiently wounded and it becomes dedicated to serving the darkness rather than the light, it will decline and decay over time and at some point may be irretrievable. That is why the dark fallen angelics have been cut off from life support. They continue on as predators of the living, drawing energy like a parasite from their divine energy field, but eventually if they lack targets, will perish, and their souls will be recycled as raw energy, and they will be no more. I'm uh, joined the the show, Carl. I apologize Hello, to the audience for uh, my machine just locked up the second I connected to Skype. So I don't know what happened. I had to reboot, do a hard reboot. It took time, but um, this is an interesting question, um, and you know the, the people 
probably aren't aware that, you know, Christ has said in the Bible that uh, the wages of sin is death. And I don't think he meant death of the body. <laughs> you know, the wages of sin is death of the soul. The creator is basically saying that here. Yes, and I know for a fact that is the true meaning. Much of the biblical information has been edited down to remove detail and important knowledge that just doesn't come through because it's been excised. People don't want to hear that, but it is, it is the fact. And that's why the Bible is so vague yes. and, and metaphorical. So it serves a useful purpose. I'm not here to bash the Bible. <laughs> I wish it was more clear in its messages. There's nothing clearer than talking to God and getting an answer directly. And now we're able to do that. So this can change things, but we have to make people aware of it and people have to accept it at face value and, and give it some weight and really be careful in vetting this for their own benefit because there's important lessons here. Absolutely. You yeah, asked the, act, the, act that cre the fact that Lucifer was created to be an angel, mm -hmm. to have the ultimate divine duty and fell from grace so far that he became the icon and source of all the evil that reigns throughout our galaxy is quite a come down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the fact this happened to him, what about the average person who's tempted by ego considerations and the need to survive and compete? And the t and this, the many ways you can go wrong. So this is an object lesson for everybody. Yeah, shows what a trap it really is. You ask Creator, can Creator comment further on what Lucifer's job was, and presumably still would be, if he had not fallen and, and if he remained in divine alignment? All right, this is quite interesting, I think. This is Creator's words. Lucifer was an archangel of the highest order and was entrusted with dominion over the angelics within the Milky Way galaxy as a whole. Your galaxy has been sequestered energetically to be part of an experiment in free agency and free will, knowing that this could be problematical because it creates the possibility of evil to arise when total freedom is possible and the consequences of a misstep are greatly delayed by staying the hand of the law of karma to be delayed. What that does is allows misjudgment to go unpunished, so it automatically supplies a test of resolve, a test of divinity as to whether the individual soul will choose to remain in alignment or indulge the self in some way that takes something from others. Unfortunately, Lucifer failed this test, and it was because of his lofty status and recognition that this happened. Granted such powers and freedom to be in charge, it went to his head, so to speak, and he developed a thirst for more. This is what has led to the human dilemma of being enslaved by a group of extraterrestrial beings who are running the world from behind the scenes. None of this would have happened if Lucifer had not gotten out of alignment, because the role of the angelics is to provide divine oversight, support, encouragement, guidance, inspiration, healing, and protection. They're not the only source. Much is done directly by creator and other light beings, but the primary function of the angelic is to support the divine human and other soul-based beings created to further the expansion of creator's consciousness. 
Lucifer and his minions have betrayed our trust and represent now the polar opposite of divinity in all they do. You were created to save them because humans are not yet so corrupt they see the possibility of goodness. They understand the workings of love and have experienced the righting of wrongs. The reality is all beings have the potential for evil within. It is a choice and it will be reached with increasing intensity and adverse consequences the more one becomes acclimated to lowering their standards. So Lucifer and his story are an object lesson in the consequences of surrendering your divinity to the secular movement that would argue the idea of the divine is a false notion and raise the individual to represent the loftiest attainment as a physical entity. This is far from a reality because it is only a semblance and a weakened one at that of your reach as a light being. So this is an opportunity to learn about the consequences of negativity and the workings of evil because you will encounter it firsthand and it will try to draw you in. What happens then will be a record of your capability to take on such a challenge and prevail through staying in divine alignment. Well, I, I think I mentioned in an email to you, Carl, that <laughs> I think there's another show on Lucifer, probably contrasted with Michael the Archangel, will be in the future because this has spawned a lot of questions. It's answers to questions, but it's spawned a lot of questions, too, about the dynamics of the fall and the ego and all that. So, you know, the whole idea of this lofty being who was placed in charge of the entire angelic realm for the Milky Way galaxy and the free will experiment, that is a a fantastic appointment, you know? Um, yes. And, and yet, boom, he failed, you know? So uh, I, I'm trying to understand it myself. I think everybody in the world is trying to understand it at some level. Um, and Well, the, the question really is, are you free or are you not? Right. Are you a free or are you a subject, a, a, a kind of puppet that yes. will be immediately reined in and constrained from doing anything that's not perfect? Well, we were given great freedom and great latitude, as was Lucifer, and he blew it. And now we're trying to recover from all of the consequences, having that unleashed. And we're at the extreme opposite end of what Creator wanted to have for our galaxy. But we can save the day and bring it back into alignment. That's our charge. Yes. And we've learned that Lucifer has fallen an awful long way. And so he's lost a lot of his power. That might perhaps give us some opening in why we can make a difference here, you know, that uh, as powerful as the, the forces of evil seem, they're, they're losing their mojo because of disconnection. That's, that's the irony of the disconnection reality, yeah. is that the and, longer and you're disconnected, the more power you lose. And we will explain that in the course of the show, why Lucifer can never win. There you go. Well, we'll get right back to that with that explanation when we come back with more Get Wisdom prior to this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. 
At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to this week's episode of Get Wisdom. We're looking at uh, Creator's perspective, what Creator is sharing with us about uh, Lucifer, the fallen archangel. So that is a, a big topic. Um, you know, I don't, probably haven't mentioned the idea of Satan. We've learned in other episodes, other questions, that Satan doesn't actually exist the way that Lucifer does. It's more of a composite being, more of a concept of evil. But Lucifer is the real thing we're finding out, Carl. Yes, that is exactly correct, that Satan is an idea. Lucifer is the manifestation, the idealization of that extreme in negativity. U.S. Creator, Creator recently commented that the interlopers, led by the Anunnaki, have been responsible for the destruction of thousands of worlds within the Milky Way galaxy. One of the remote viewers of the Farsight Project saw this destruction and pinned most, if not all, of the blame squarely on Lucifer. Lucifer has widely been regarded as the leader of the fallen angelics, and it was the fallen angelics who corrupted the members of the extraterrestrial alliance, including and especially the Anunnaki. So is this characterization of Lucifer accurate? Can Creator comment? All right, and Creator gives us the answer. This indeed is the true story. The fall from grace, the falling out in heaven, the war in heaven, as it has been described, are true representations of all that happened. This was not a snap decision or something that was a single falling out that took place all at once, but a progression, a slide from the pinnacle that gained speed over time to worsen and worsen, reaching an exponential trajectory. That is what brought evil into the galaxy as a consequence of the free will paradigm allowing such things to happen. As such, this was a test in whether creator's concept for free agency and free will could be brought into being allowed in effect to take people off the short leash of karmic consequences to allow greater latitude for risk-taking, exploration, and bold initiatives to be explored without the constant feedback to keep things on the current straight and narrow path, so to speak. It was the corruption by Lucifer and his minions that attacked the living beings in the Milky Way galaxy. The most prominent in terms of human history are the Anunnaki, 
the oldest among the extraterrestrial races in an alliance working against humanity currently, all as a result of their corruption by the fallen angelics headed by Lucifer. Without that corruption, they would be far, far better off and safer to be around on the part of other beings, other worlds that instead have been systematically plundered, ravaged, and some destroyed. A mass genocide on a gigantic intergalactic scale beyond human imaginings. The best representation we can make of this is the exact parallel to what happened under Adolf Hitler in World War II and the regime of the Third Reich carrying out mass genocide. The reign of the Anunnaki in your galaxy is exactly parallel that the leader of the Anunnaki has always been a Hitler-like figure, a psychopath bent on power and control and subjugation of others and annihilation of the unfit, the unworthy, who were of trivial significance and no perceived value to the Anunnaki themselves. They were simply no longer allowed to exist, with the benefit of their elimination being habitable planets and resources that could be plundered to serve the Anunnaki and their allies. So if you imagine Adolf Hitler having the wherewithal to live for up to a million years and go door to door among the worlds throughout your galaxy and on a whim decide who lives and who dies, you have a clear picture of the scourge of the Anunnaki through the ages. As other younger extraterrestrial civilizations were in turn created, but fell prey to the dark spirits under Lucifer, they too became corrupted and serving and self-serving and are now functional psychopaths. As such, they are tolerated and seen as compatriots because they are on the same level, being power hungry, savage and ruthless, and therefore seen by those twisted to be the psychopath having admirable qualities because the others like are like themselves and are given grudging respect, if not truly trust. Yeah, we've lived, we've learned in previous episodes that these younger extraterrestrial civilizations were in fact the reptilians and the Arcturians. Um, and that they they all developed uh, intergalactic or inter um, interstellar, I should say space travel capability approximately around the same time, even though the Anunnaki had been around for 5 billion years, they didn't actually get interstellar space travel capability until fairly recently, not less than a billion years ago, if, you, if I'm correct, Carl. Yeah, I believe that is so. They were younger civilizations, each in turn created to deal with the Anunnaki, to give yeah. them the task of healing the Anunnaki, to help bring them back into alignment. Because problems in the physical realm need to be solved through the physical realm in order for this to be a true test of what can happen. We're not going to get a divine save from on high unless it's requested and engineered and led by the human or the physical beings here in our galaxy themselves. And so far, each in turn of these civilizations has been corrupted similarly to the Anunnaki and now they're in league with the Anunnaki. So it's made things worse. We now well, have an alliance of multiple extraterrestrial races in our backyard messing with us and wanting to harm us. It just goes to show how pernicious the problem of evil actually is. And uh, we've learned time and time again the answer to the problem of evil is partnership with the divine and, and being in a divine alignment. 
That is, that's the whole issue here, folks. And we're exploring that in detail with this topic. U.S. creator, nearly all the remote viewers saw a great deal of physicality with Lucifer. He wasn't purely physical, but had a physical persona and luxurious physical surroundings. We know angels and the archangels in particular can materialize in the physical when needed. Does Lucifer, even in his fallen state, still retain that ability to materialize in the physical? Does he abuse this capability, and has he developed a habit and even desire or obsession or addiction to do this on a regular basis, to the extent that a remote viewer would intuit this, versus visualizing Lucifer's counterpart, not mentioned but presumed to be Archangel Michael, as being predominantly spiritual in makeup? All right, and Creator tells us, what the remote viewers were sensing was the identification of Lucifer with the physical plane and the fact that he was, in fact, dependent on physical living beings for energy and remains a parasite. So he is not living in the physical like a human being because he will not have the ongoing energy supply to do so unless there is a maintained soul connection by the divine realm allowing that to be. There must be a soul involved. So the fallen angelics are cut off. They will not be able to maintain a physical appearance for a prolonged period of time because, in effect, they are running on battery power. So Lucifer is not addicted to being associated with the physical plane. He has fallen from grace and consigned to a life in the lower astral plane of the physical by default. He cannot get back to the higher realms and is trapped and can only make the best of things by preying on living beings for energetic support and enjoy the remaining power to manipulate the dark cohort of fallen angelics. It is a far cry from his stature and his reach from where he started. Indeed, any angelic being will outrank him with regard to energy and capability. Still having a connection to the divine with energy to work with and all the full array of divine resources available to all for their asking. As such, Lucifer need not be feared because his power has been so diminished. This is not to say evil can be disregarded and left unopposed. It is simply to point out that evil is no match for the life, for the divine will always triumph in a head-to-head contest. The question is only whether the divine will be invited to take on evil and work to undo its consequences. That must come from beings in the physical who are aware of and believe in the divine. We cannot support those who are non-believers because the free will choice they have to disbelieve and turn away from their divine heritage must be honored. They can dim themselves. So we would say that evil has the power you are allowing and as such is a function of your disconnection as much as theirs from divinity. It's, it's quite the conundrum, Carl, because <clears throat> we, uh, we need divine energy to survive. We've learned that there's a umbilical cord of divine energy that's attached to every being except the fallen angelics, which have been cut off, and that's why they have to be parasites to get life, life force energy. Yet we're given a free will opportunity to make our own decisions and to believe in the divine or not believe in the divine. And if we choose not to believe, we're going to begin that slippery slope down to disconnection. So why is all this allowed to happen? Because creator wants us to be self-managing beings. And an atheist might think there's being self-managing, but you still have to have that connection. You still have to maintain your divinity in spite of having free will. And that's really the contest here. That's really the task underhand. Well, and that's why this is a test. It's a test of us 
and every other being. It's also a test of creator's idea for us, yes. creator's plan. It's not certain this will even work, giving us greater latitude, greater freedom, greater authority and power. So far, it's not been working because Lucifer has shown the risks entailed, that even the powerful doing good, free to make their own way, their own choices, can make missteps and that can snowball and drag them down and drag many others. And, and now you see humanity kind of on a lower rung and getting lower because we're corrupted. And we're living in a selfish world, a competitive world that is more dog-eat-dog than spiritually based. And we need to get back to that. And we can get back to that. We'll talk some more about that. You asked, Creator, the remote viewer said that the reptilians were aware of the existence of Lucifer and were great admirers while considering themselves independent of his control. Being atheists, how do the reptilians know of Lucifer? What do they consider to be the nature of his existence and his role in the power distribution in the galaxy? Does the reptilian leadership have some kind of ongoing conscious dialogue with him? And Creator answers, this is an interesting aspect in the ongoing dynamics of power and control in the contest between good and evil in your galaxy. The extraterrestrials are aware of the existence of the fallen angels. It is because they are such a close match to the energy of the extraterrestrials themselves when they leave the physical body and end up in the lower astral plane. So that phenomenon is known to them, and they use those extraterrestrial spirits in limbo as a means of manipulating and enlisting the fallen angels to do their bidding, to weaponize them, to attack the physical humans and other living beings. There is no concern about the plight of their own hapless victims of their own species who are in limbo without a body. They are callously pressed into further service to the regime, and that too is a measure of the depravity of the extraterrestrials in your backyard. They are loveless and can only view everything around them through a lens of seeing whether it will serve them personally or not. They are aware of the hierarchy among the dark angelics and, as is their nature, sought the most powerful to get them under their control, knowing that this was simply good tactics and has paid off for them. There are many, many dark doings of the extraterrestrial alliance for which the fallen angels are instrumental in corrupting people, softening them up to make them an easier target and to carry out individual acts of depravity, as with suicide bombers, saboteurs, and leaders in all of the human institutions, to limit thinking, corrupt policy, and hold back progress. This is a large-scale mind control manipulation, but it is facilitated if the target victims are, in addition, in a greater degree of inner discord and instability when possessed by a group of spirit meddlers, the fallen angelics, to drag them down and create inner discord, that increases human vulnerability significantly. Wow, there's, there's just so much to unwrap here, Carl. You know, it may come to news to people, but it, it's quite possible that the scariest being in the astral plane is not a demon, but it's actually a departed Anunnaki, you know? Uh, a hybrid spirit, essentially, one that 
still has a connection to their former life in a sense that can be reached by Anunnaki psychics and given marching orders to work with the fallen angelics and corral them. So in a sense, they may be more powerful than the fallen angelics themselves, and yet people literally don't know about this. Well, and it shows the the fragility we're subject to in every aspect of our existence, that these advanced beings with tremendous technology are atheists, have no idea of God, they cannot see the true angelics because their intuitive ability, and they're all telepathic, all of these extraterrestrial races, all three of them that are the main players here, but they can't see the angelics, the true ones, because their intuition is dimmed as a result of their step away from God and their diminishment that is still ongoing. So they're a force to be reckoned with because they're in the physical, as are we. We're fragile while we're in the physical, and they have total power and control of us. The only thing they can't control is our ability to believe in God if we get that going and ask for help and defense of it. Otherwise, they'll corrupt your mind, make you a non-believer, and then you're done for. Yes, yes. It's important that uh, faith is inculcated, which is a fancy word for basically saying built, added up, uh, you know, created within yourself. Um, And you need to take steps to do that. You know, not everybody is automatically born with faith. Um, Or if they are, it it could be harmed as, as in the process of growing up and the education system and all that. So, at the end of the day, you are the safeguard of your own soul. You're the, you're the guardian of your soul, and it's your responsibility at the end of the day to look into this whole idea of faith and whether there's something to it or not, and then pursuing prayer, pursuing knowledge, pursuing um, really your, what you feel needs to be done. Because we, we all have a knowledge of good and bad, and even the most evil and depraved know what good is when they see it. You know? So there's really no excuse. It's your job to find out about the divine and then get in partnership with it. Yes, well, we have been warned here about the extraterrestrials. They're here. They're wanting our destruction. The unfortunate reality is we were created to be able to talk to God in our minds all day long. They took that away. They altered the human genome almost at the very beginning of humanity's existence on the planet. And that has has crippled us. And we're coming from behind always because we have to create faith somehow out of nothing. Just just on faith (laughs) without direct demonstration. Yeah. Other than seeing, you know, the the outlines behind the the things that take place. Well, you have to be satisfied with the little miracles in life. You know, people have to pay attention to the, the things that they derisively dismiss as coincidence. It's not coincidence, you know. There's, there's forces in our life that are beyond chance, and people just need to take a hard look at that and stop and ask, how is this happening? Is there a greater force in the universe? And the answers are there if they pursue them, you know. Uh, but it's not popular. It's not the chic thing to do these days, so we're kind of an outlier here, Carl, unfortunately. But we're an important outlier, and we're working to not be an outlier. We're looking to get this out in front of people and to make the difference that needs to be made to save this world. 
Well, and the stakes couldn't be higher, which is the irony in all this. Absolutely. Well, come back for the final segment of Get Wisdom right after this. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We're looking at Creator's uh, sharing of wisdom on Lucifer, the fallen archangel. So uh, we're learning a lot of important details about Lucifer. I I think some of them are new to the planet, Carl. We're we're breaking ground here and learning about uh, a a very important figure that has affected humanity greatly. Yes, there's so many aspects to this, all of which are deeply dreadful and highly controversial, and there's reasons for that. We've been conditioned for many thousands of years now to discount the possibility of beings from elsewhere existing and certainly coming to the earth. Even our science has poo-pooed that forever. Oh, it can't happen. Interstellar distances are too great, and on and on and on. And the reality is, the entire existence of humanity is an open question whether will it, it whether it will continue and survive beyond the next few years. And the reason is because of Lucifer unleashing this evil to darken first the ET races before humans were even created. And we were brought in to clean up, to save the day, to solve the problem of evil. They were not able to. That is not an easy thing to do, especially when half or more of human beings don't believe even in God, and it's God we need to call in to help us. Well, all that said, though, Carl, we we do want to reiterate that Creator has said that we are closer to solving the problem than we ever have before in the history of creation. So there's hope here. We're not not here to just bring you down, you know. (laughs) We're here to lift you up, ironically, but you need to understand the nature of the problem, and that's what we're exploring today. Yeah, you motivate you to join the final push. Absolutely. Make it happen. Yes. 
U.S. creator, is Lucifer confined to the Milky Way galaxy alone? Is he looking for a way to break out to the greater universe? Is such a breakout even possible? Was Lucifer newly created for this round of the free will experiment and likely to perish if the Divine Human Project fails? Or is he an ancient being, many universal cycles old? And if so, why did he fall this time? All right, Creator tells us. You've asked about six questions there, so you're going to get part of it, I think. (laughs) Creator says, true to form, Lucifer is yearning for greater power and reach always. But it has become increasingly constrained and limited by divine interventions, requested through prayer to provide a pushback to his influence and that of his brethren among the spirit meddlers. He, indeed, is an old soul and has been in existence in prior iterations of the universe. The problem of the fall from grace was very much the risk of leadership succumbing to the temptations in the possibility of evil so rewarding to an individual. The simple vices of greed and seeking glory are what caused his downfall. And as we have told you, it is more likely to happen amongst the most lofty rather than those at a lower level in spiritual attainment. Paradox of the duality. In a sense, the spectrum of possibilities between good and evil is not a linear one. It is like a circle because the universe was not intended or built to fail. So even reaching the depths of depravity, that is an extreme from which one can only change for the better. So in a sense, achieving the highest of heights will always create an opportunity for a misstep to start a downward trajectory. What this means is life will never be easy, never without responsibility to meet the challenges which in a way can be hazards, leading to a loss of huge significance potentially, depending on the resources and willingness to do what might be needed to stop the downward slide, and then the hard work to gain the former level of attainment. It will be much more difficult and require much more time than the fall from grace. In the particular universe you find yourselves at the moment Things were more successful than the prior iteration, and Lucifer attained a much more lofty status as a consequence of the free will granted to him than in prior iterations of the universe. And this is a consequence of the energetics summed up in the saying, the bigger they get, the harder they fall. It was a consequence of the ongoing dynamics that Lucifer's dilemma could not be healed through the other angelics, working to save him and praying for his rescue. It was the nature of the karma he generated through interacting with beings in the physical that became the business of those physical beings to counteract. And at the point he underwent his downward spiral, those physical beings were already suffering from a similar kind of complacency in taking for granted their achievements and their advanced lifestyle and were neglecting their spirituality. As such, they were not able to summon divine help to cope with the encroachment in their world of Lucifer, taking things in a dark direction and causing trouble for the physical extraterrestrials of that era. So this did not happen in a vacuum. It was a consequence of the parallel existence among the life forms each in their own way, providing a weakening that amplified the negative choices being made on both sides. 
and that contributed to the degradation becoming unstoppable from either side of things. If there were an ability to communicate and see clearly what was going on, a combined effort from the angelic realm and the physical extraterrestrials involved in all that was going on could have saved the day through a collaboration. That is the teachable moment you most need as humans today. Because you are back in that same circumstance now that you are on the scene and have been corrupted by Lucifer and his minions, and in addition, have the extraterrestrial alliance running your world and wanting to annihilate you. There is no time like the present as there may not be a tomorrow to partner with the divine, to work with all beings, including the angelic still in alignment, to go to work in earnest in new ways to raise everyone up, especially these perpetrators who have endangered themselves and now everything else around them. Well, once again, you know, we see something very important here. This is the idea that the angelics praying for Lucifer could not save him. Why would that be? Because Lucifer had victimized physical beings and creator has said, we are the safeguard, we are the guardians of our own soul. And so the responsibility for healing themselves falls onto the physical beings that were victimized. And the angelics, even though they're praying and see all this unfolding, only have so much stature to, to put input. At the end of the day, it's up to the victims to ask for divine intervention to save themselves and everything else around them. And that's not what happened with the extraterrestrials, and that's why they fell. So this idea of asking for divine intervention is everything when it comes to solving this problem. It's really all about prayer at the end of the day. You need to have a partnership. God will not do it unilaterally. You have to be involved actively. Each of us has to be involved. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a mutual endeavor, and your involvement is critical. Critical. It's not just a matter of sitting on the sidelines and just being advised or knowing what's going on. You have to take action, and that action is prayer, and you have to be involved. You ask Creator, can Creator share how Empowered Prayer and the Lightworker Healing Protocol can protect us from the intrigues of Lucifer and the fallen angelics, as well as provide what is, in fact, the only true hope, their only true hope for salvation and continued life? And Creator says... You are balanced on a knife edge with the light on one side, with a long and difficult path to a higher vibration of divine alignment, having become corrupted and beaten down for so long, and on the other side, a yawning chasm of evil, ready to swallow you up because it offers nothing but emptiness in its ultimate expression. There is no possibility that evil can overcome the divine and reign supreme. That simply cannot happen because its only power comes through absence of the divine to allow evil to exist in the first place. So it cannot truly approach the divine, let alone overwhelm it and destroy it. In actuality, it is an empty threat, only possible from the withdrawal of love for a time. That is what gets evil started, love's absence. Putting back love to nurture, heal, raise up the downtrodden, and especially to raise the vibration of the perpetrator to show them a better path and give them a greater reward than any of their evil doings could bring them 
will be the ultimate solution here, but this must be arranged to happen. We will not do it unilaterally because what is taking place is a test of you and the other beings at stake who are involved in the ongoing contest of good and evil. Turning to the divine through prayer, and especially through the Lightworker Healing Protocol, which has the power within it to request the very detailed maneuvers that provide a way for the divine to take charge of things, will begin removing, adjusting, healing, or transmuting the negativity to return a more positive way of living to those corrupted and distorted for so long a time. They are working in service to their own depravity and not for the benefit of their soul. That is why learning how to use empowered prayer will accelerate things and provide a collective empowerment of humanity the more you embrace and involve the sharing with others of the information we are giving your channel. It is for the world to learn and to embrace as the means of your deliverance. It has never been possible heretofore to bring these answers with such great clarity and thoroughness. It is the scholarship of your channel making this possible as the beneficiary of all that has come before. But as it was up to humans to do the scholarship and hard-won learning to have these truths revealed to you, it must be human action, involvement, and utilization of this opportunity in reaching out to us in a more greatly empowered way that can help humans prevail and succeed and live not only to fight another day, but ascend to greatness compared to your present existence and have an ever-expanding role through the universe to enable all eventually to enjoy free agency and free will and its blessings, but without the hazards and drawbacks that have limited progress and created much misery instead. You were created to help make this happen, freeing humanity once and for all from the grip of evil and healing, healing the evil ones so they see the error of their ways and choose for themselves to be healed. You can do this, but you must choose to be involved and take action to bring it into existence. It will not happen if you stay on the sidelines and leave it to others to act. So that's really the reality here. The reality is that evil can never defeat the divine. And what the creator said in, in this program, in a one-to-one -one contest, the divine will always, 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 always win. However, the divine will not even get involved without a request. That's the rules, unfortunately. So we have to be the ones requesting, and prayer is the means to do that. And the Lightworker Healing Protocol is the best prayer for doing that. Join as a participant member and check out more uh, topics across the board. Uh, sign up today if it's eternally free. And come back for more Get Wisdom next week. Thanks, Carl. Be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week.